Hi, everyone. Welcome to Let's Talk About Skills, Baby. I am your host, Kelly Ryan Bailey. Each week, I chat with inspiring visionaries about the skills that make them successful, how they develop those skills, and their innovative approaches to improving skills-based hiring and learning around the world. Come learn what skills help you live your best life. Today, we are joined by Sally Ann De La Casa. Hello, how are you? How are you? I put on my glasses. I saw you looking all smart and nerdy and I <laughs> thought I'd match, match you right away. <laughs> you know what? Sadly, it's like I need them now for the computer, but I also have one of those like blue light filters in them. And I swear when you're sitting in front of Zoom all day long, do you have that in yours? It is so helpful. <laughs> No, I now now that you told me, I'm gonna go ask about. That. Oh my gosh, you need to! It's it's really amazing. Um, well, let me let me before we jump in, you guys, let me just give a little background on Sally Ann. I am so happy to have her joining us today. So Sally Ann spends her days obsessing about Gleek, which is her technology company. Um, it measures and develops soft skill gaps for any job, current and future, in ten minutes a day. Gleek's client and partners include Prada, Accenture, Corn Fairy, Monster, and more. Gleek has been chosen for Expo 2020, which is now 2021, as we know, <laughs> to upskill all Expo visitors for three months after leaving the Expo Future of Work Pavilion to ensure they are re future ready for emerging jobs. This is amazing, which we're going to jump into more. But Salian is also the founder of Growing Leaders Foundation. In partnership with the UNDP, thousands of at-risk youths and youths, I can't talk today, and adults annually benefit from her foundation's work delivering soft skills in the Caribbean, Latin America, and MENA region. Salian, I need to say this, Salian, because like I am just so impressed. Salian is one of the four percent of women globally who has a patent pending method and algorithm for measuring soft skills as a sole inventor. Like it's amazing. And let me tell you something else about Sally and you guys, I get to say all the fun stuff that I'm sure we don't ever say about ourselves, but she also holds degrees. It's five degrees. Am I right? Five yeah. in, and certifications in law, organizational behavior and urban planning amongst others. She speaks five languages. She's a published author. Her education spans the globe from Harvard University to Franklin College to University of Toronto. Like, I, I don't know where you haven't been. It's amazing. But right now, you're, you're in um, the APAC region, um, and her foundation has worked with so many large companies and <clears throat> in that area and impacted so many. She's just really done so many wonderful things, and I am so, like, honored to have you joining us today, Sally Ann. So thank you. Well, I, first of all, I want to say to you and all of your, your audience members is, you know, all of those things, they sound good on paper, but I can assure you, I am absolutely a work in progress. And I know absolutely nothing. I've come to learn that. Um, uh, so Kelly, thank you so very much for um, having me. Um, uh, I look forward to uh, sharing some of my stories and hope hopefully um, some insights that uh, can provoke your listeners. Yeah, no, I am so happy. You know, Sally Ann mentioned to me the other day, and I will just say this because she's so modest and I love it. Um, but she said to me the other day, you know, I forget what accomplishment we were chatting about. And you were like, well, that took nine years. And you described like the challenges you overcame. 
And so I, I'll add to what you, what we just described that, yes, you've done all of these amazing, amazing things and you should definitely be celebrating that and be so proud. But you guys, this takes work. So just so everyone knows, it doesn't just happen overnight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times uh, we need to step back from those things and not take ourselves too seriously. Um, uh, because I think the worst place we can be is uh, look at ourselves on paper and go, oh, I've, I've, yes. I'm, I've arrived. Um, I think that's the worst place we can be as human beings. So, um, so, so I, I, you know, I just want to mention that, Kelly. Yes, no, I totally agree. Well, on that note, what I would love, Sally, and is if you could, because I, I get to, to say all your highlights, right? But like what we yeah. would love to hear is a little bit about your journey. You know, what led you to Gleek? Um, I mean, we'd love to hear more about this foundation. This just sounds fantastic. Just your story. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so I will start with, I spent the first um, uh, 10 years of my professional life um, pretending to be a lawyer. Um, and I, I say pretending to be a lawyer because I, I, you know, I, those five degrees, I got them very young, uh, Kelly at 21, um, just trying to fit in and be everybody's version of who I should be coming from the Caribbean, you know, with Asian parents. So academia and being accepted, um, you know, is a very big thing. Um, and, uh, you know, those 10 years were the most difficult, um, time for me because, and I, I think many people will identify with this is, you know, I represented everybody's version of what success looks like, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the right degrees, the right things, the right board position, the right salary, the right, and deep inside, I was dying. Mm -hmm. um, every day I would go into my office and I would feel like darts, you know, were on mm -hmm. my forehead going, this yeah. cannot be it. And I think my biggest act of courage on this particular journey was stepping down from the wrong, wrong mountain Mm -hmm. and figuring out really who am I and why am I here? And, you know, it goes back to our journey of childhood. Yeah. You know, there's evidence of who we are our entire lives if we just look. Yes. Um, and most of the time, so for me, I was always this very confident kid questioning everything. And I was volunteering and mentoring and teaching my entire, since I was 13, starting from Make-A-Wish Foundation in Toronto, all wow. through college. I was, you know, my roommate, my college roommate, who is still a very good friend of mine. You know, I was volunteering at a psychiatric center holding their meetings and everybody would be like, what did you, what do you know to go talk to people? And I'm like, I just know how to connect with people. Yeah. Um, and all through my law practice, my secretary of eight years, Maureen, I saw her recently. She's an attorney now, brilliant attorney. You know, for eight years, she's like, you know, everyone would come into the law firm and go, where is she? And I was out teaching in community schools. I was seven years in a row, volunteer of the year for Kids and the Power of Work, which is part of the Child Labor Committee in the U.S. It's just, I just thought those things were hobbies and did not realize that the thing that came most natural to me um, uh, I didn't realize that's not only my area of, uh, passion, but I, I very uniquely, I had it also aligned with my area of strength, my ability yeah. to communicate with people and connect with people. Mm -hmm. So I had the blessing of stopping. I literally just stopped when mm -hmm. I turned 30 and, you know, everybody panicked, you know, my mom kind of, uh, went to my other family <laughs> I think she needs to talk to somebody. Um, you know, I literally just stopped and just silenced the noise uh, because there's a lot of noise when so you, uh, you, 
you get to everybody's expectation of what successor should be. So nobody understands what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just silenced the noise and just dug in and just asked this question, you know, which is also the title of my first book called Who Would I Become? Wow. And I think we forget to ask that question of ourselves. And we are allowed to ask that question of ourselves over and over and every yes. single day. And yes. then we get to answer it in whatever way right. we wish. And we don't have to have our experiences or our degrees stop us from what that next move is. So right. in looking back, I knew I always enjoyed uh, mentoring and teaching. So I created my foundation, Growing Leaders Foundation. Um, and it's always in the area of soft skills because that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's actually what's very special about me. But nobody, I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought it was all my degrees. Yeah. And yeah. none of that has any meaning. What I do now has nothing to do with all of those degrees that, that seems so funny. So I am like a living example of, you know, looks really good on paper, but the thing that really makes me who I am and so unique in the world are my human and soft skills. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my foundation does that work offline. And then my technology company, Gleek, um, three years ago, um, some friends of mine founded Karim, the ride hailing company that was purchased by uh, Uber for 3.1 oh. billion yeah wow. so they called me in and they're like can you head people for us and you know after a long while I'm going no 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 no. I said sure I'll come take a look and it was such an eye-opener because I realized I can build a tech company I, yeah. I got access to engineers and data scientists and I realized that that moment it was like um, a kid in a candy store going <laughs> I can do this um, wow. uh, and I ran off to Harvard and that's where I came out with my algorithm on measuring soft skills so the uh-huh. measurement skills and the why and and there's a reason I mentioned that yeah Um, I am the last person in the world if you know me um, uh, I'm not a mathematician I'm not a data scientist I'm not you know I I, I get a headache when I see Excel but the (laughs) fact that I can be the person that came up with an algorithm to measure soft skills and then have the courage to go and file it and then have the courage as the sole female to go this can actually make a difference in the world I want to share that story with everyone and particularly women to go, you don't have to be an expert in something. Mm -hmm. You can come with all kinds of experiences from other domains and completely change um, an industry that you're not familiar with and you have not been in. So that's my point of that, you know, and I I hope that inspires a lot of women to go file a bunch of patents. I know. I think it will, but like, I'm going to add to that because like what I'm hearing you describe too, in terms of like your past journey is that the thing is that this is something that before you knew it in yourself, right? Like this is something that you lived and breathed. And I think what's so fascinating is that it, when you say, you know, you don't have experience per se, but it's just like this natural inclination for you. But if you hadn't gone through what you went through, you may have never ended up making those decisions at this point to go back and do those. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, each of our journeys, and you know, I say this to everyone, you know, we can all look back at our lives and go, uh, I can look back at my twenties now and go, I was renting my body, not occupying it because I know now to show up in the world, occupying the length and breadth of your potential and who you can be in the Um, but I wouldn't have been here, but for my unique journey. Um, so never regret, I think for everyone, the good and bad that has happened to you, 
everything and where you're standing right now, you stand on the shoulders of all of those experiences. Um, and, um, so my law uh, background, you know, as much as I, you know, I hated every moment of it, you know, most of the times with my technology company, as I'm integrating into different platforms, I'm with CEOs, I'm with board members as they're changing their whole systems and they're taken aback and surprised because I'm able to sit and talk about governance. I can sit and talk about issues that, a typical L&D person has right. no idea about. It's because I was in mergers and acquisitions. I know how to right. structure. Um, you know, I've done enough contract negotiations. I've done. So you're absolutely correct. There is nothing. Even my, even my uh, uh, urban planning uh, degree, which you will laugh about. You know, when I went to architecture school, everyone said, you know, was like, what are you doing going to architecture school? But my classes in urban planning was great because it showed me how we act differently in yes. different environments. Now, those are physical environments. That same yeah. knowledge I've taken now online in our tech platforms, yeah. and I'm very conscious about how our users look and feel in our products, in our environment. And people often go, how do you know that stuff? And I go from architecture school. That's so <laughs> funny? But it's probably like the physical environment is probably very similar to what someone would experience in like a culture environment, right? Because your environment physical or mental or emotional or all of those things like it changes yeah so online most people forget that we need to treat people exactly how we would treat them in a physical environment because we yes. have to engage all of the senses yes and that's why most learning platforms the engagement is very low for many of them it's not more than 10 percent yeah um yeah. it's because everybody just assumes but if you start treating it in a very different way and you treat it as a physical environment. It's like someone coming to your house. Right. How do you keep them at the door when they come inside? How do they feel? Mm -hmm. How are those touch points while they're in there? Um, you know, if they want to go on a, a, um, to the ladies room or you want to send them off in a different direction on your online platform, right. is that easy? Is that difficult? Are they going to get lost? Right. Um, when they leave, um, is that the last they're going to hear from you? So, all of those things I got from architecture school. It's amazing. It's really honestly amazing. <laughs> so, so when you, cause I know we're talking a lot about soft skills here, which I really yeah. do want to dive into Gleek a little bit, but before we do, um, you do have like a, a, a lot of different areas where you've developed skills, but you've decided in your professional life to focus on soft skills. You've said that, you know, what you call soft skills is sort of like your, um, your power, right? Your super, yeah. I call it superpowers. <laughs> but what yeah. would you have said that that was just something I know you mentioned, like, this is something you've had all the time being able to connect with people. Is there some way through your life or through education that you felt like this really just cemented in you? Um, and that's why you chose to focus on that? Or do you feel like that combination of skills, that uniqueness is what is the power? So let me ask you um, a question and why, and you'll understand why I focus on soft skills. Think about the most, um, uh, the person you admire the most in any environment, your home environment, your work environment, and what is the thing that makes you find them so special? Is it going to be something like um, uh, they have a certificate from wherever, or is it something about the way they make you feel? It's because so funny you said that. I was literally thinking the same words. I'm like, it's totally how they make you feel. Yeah. 
So if you look at the people who have risen to the, to the top of, let's, you know, in terms of your professional yeah. audience, yeah. to the top of the corporate ladder. So let's look at, um, you know, someone like Satya Nudella, Microsoft. Yeah. Everyone yeah. talks about his empathy. Now, yes, he did go to IIT and he does have coding and he does have, but if you yeah. look at his, the skills that get people to rise to the top, um, um, uh, Sundar Pichar, you know, um, of uh, Google, it's his diplomacy. Um, Indra Nuhi, formerly of PepsiCo, it's her communication skills. If you look at the people Interesting. rises, it is always, and when I talk about soft skills, just to define, uh, you know, for yeah. your audience, what I mean, you know, I kind of bucket it into 10 core um, areas that kind of cover the whole uh, work spectrum. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have your four C's communication, you know, critical thinking, collaboration, creativity, yep. judgment and decision making. I have entrepreneurship, mindfulness, emotional IQ, um, uh, you know, so it's kind of this bucket, yeah. um, you know, of direction of skills. And underneath that, you can have different um, sectors of it. Now, if you look, Kelly, at all of the studies, so there is something called Google Project Oxygen hmm. um, that was recently okay. updated. And they looked at the top skills of their managers. Nine out of the 10 of them were soft skills. One of them. No way. I'm not kidding you. One of them. Um, if you go look at studies dating back, um, uh, there is a study um, from uh, Harvard, um, uh, from Stanford. 85% um, of job success comes from soft skills. Hmm. Right? So See this? I'm like writing this down. <laughs> yeah, scientifically... Um, you know, even though it was very a personal awakening for me, because right. you know, it sounds it was a personal awakening because I come from a very Asian Caribbean household where hard skills is what's valued. Got it. Uh, Got um, it. So uh, it was this awakening that you know, hold on, the thing that yeah. I uh, they, my parents were most afraid of with me. You know, I was sent you know away to boarding school because I was too confident and I communicated with complete strangers. That's unheard of in my culture. That's amazing. Um, but that's actually my strength. My strength yes. is you can put me in the middle of, you know, uh, anywhere and I will make friends and I will communicate and I will, I will, I will be teaching before you know it. Um, in this, whatever is a, this is like a revelation for me and not because we haven't talked about this before y'all like this is the funniest part about this is that we've had this Sally Ann and I have really like jumped into our stories together and it's like, yeah. just I absolutely love it. But what the revelation for me is that you know, we have some similarities in the way we, that we were as children, right? So like, it's so yeah. funny because I was always the one, but again, even though we grew up in different cultures, that was not right for a, wimp, a woman, like a girl yeah. to be, yeah. you know, outspoken or for a girl to, you know, have that, like girls were supposed to be quiet and sit nicely yeah. and not be out and playing and roughhousing and all the yeah. things. So, but the revelation here is that when you described like how the most successful people and what they're like, that is something that we've never talked about. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> just think about it. Just think about it in your current work environment or think about everyone who's listening. Yes. Who are the people you respect the most? Who are the people who influence you the most? Who are the people? And you know, you might say, Oh, it's the CEO. But after you say the CEO, you ask the question, why? And when you ask the question why, it will always come no. back to a soft skill. 
it's it amazing come back to a soft skill um so so you know and for so, anyone out there who might be like i mean soft skill for us in the skills world we all know what that means but yeah. like for people i know around the world we call soft skills just in case anyone's like okay i get communication all those things yeah. but sometimes they're called human skills sometimes they're called yeah. life skills um we joke like i call them superpowers what do you call them <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a combination, right? So right now, um, uh, I think Microsoft is calling them power skills. Power skills. Um, I, call them, I call them human skills. Okay. I think in the, um, in the education sector in the, in the U S they call it uh, social, social, uh, SEL, social yes. and emotional. Learning. Yes. We're all talking. Some people yeah. call it 21st century skills. We're all talking about the same, all, thing. The same thing. <laughs> all the same thing. So, so to answer your question, you know, in short, the reason why I have focused on this area is because we have always known this area is the, the game changer. We yeah. just never knew how to measure it. And that's where I spent the time filing my patent because I yeah. realized if I didn't come up with a measure for it. It becomes very difficult. How do you tell people? How do you signal right. to an employer? Hey, my communication skills are at a level five. If I'm using, you know, Docs and Bloom's taxonomy, that's a nerdy right. thing. Um, uh, but you know, I can, I can, I can, in my communication, it's not just, I can take things apart. I can synthesize stuff. I can bring all kinds of stuff together and make it so simple that you're like, oh my gosh, like, how do you know that? Right. That's a great communicator when they can tell you something so simply that you're like, you know, and, and then you kind of look at their, their entire accolades and you're like, oh my gosh, but they've spent 10 years in that. And they just explained that in a Twitter sentence for me. I would have (laughs) never understood that. Right. You know, you have a master communicator in front of you. Right. Right. how do you signal that? And that's what the patent is about in terms of creating a way that people can signal to jobs, to educators, to the world. Here's where I stand on these um, in the workplace. Yeah. So let's dive into that a little bit more because like, I just find not only what you've decided to patent, but the whole premise around bleak and like the, how, you know, I've seen it, you guys. And so this, (laughs) this is amazing, but Let's dive in there because this is like, to me, um, and like you said, there has been no way to measure this. This is like first time getting into this stuff. Obviously, I mentioned when we started that you've got this amazing opportunity where you're going to be upskilling people through this like ginormous event. For those of you who are not familiar with World Expo, it's like the Olympics. What did you call it? The Olympics of business? (laughs) It happens every five years and people like a country literally builds like a city around this um, event. And so Sally Ann's business is going to have like their platform is going to be upskilling attendees. Um, with soft skills and and the whole concept. So I'm going to leave it there. Like, I want you to jump in. Like, this is really honestly amazing. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, you know, I'm very excited about this. So um, I'll tell you exactly what Gleek is doing um, uh, at Expo. And then I will kind of explain to you the premise um, behind Gleek. So um, Gleek will be um, mapping everyone who visits their soft or their human skills, power skills, whatever we want to call it, to not existing jobs, but emerging jobs. So we have gone and looked at jobs that will be happening three to five years. I, you know, you can't look past five years. Nobody knows. If anybody tells right. me they know what jobs is after five years, they're lying. <laughs> um, so we've looked at what is coming down the pipeline 
over the next three to five years. And then we started mapping and people go, well, how do you do that? Right. And it's really simple. Right. So think, think of the job of a data scientist. Right. So most people say, you know, uh, what is a data scientist? A yeah. data scientist is that job we knew 10 years ago called an actuary. <laughs> that was it's an actuary who can tell stories. Yes. I love it. Right. Um, so most emerging jobs are combinations of other jobs. So recently we just did a benchmark for, um, 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 for um, a contact tracer. So contact yeah. tracer prior to this year, nobody had a clue what that role even was. That's a combination of three jobs that yeah. we put together. It's part of a humanitarian worker. It's part of, you know, research. It's part of, so we put together to be able to go, that emerging job will require yes. this particular in terms of human skills. So yes. at Expo, we will be, uh, everyone will have that opportunity to be able to go, okay, uh, where do so I set cool. up that job? You know, three downs on. Do you, and then what we do once is we, you know that, you get to choose a unique learning journey to, and we call it micro practices. It's 10 minutes a day. Um, and you get to practice those skills in that role for a three month period. Um, and then we credential you on it. And our credentialing is, you know, um, very unique and very, um, you know, I'm sure everyone is familiar with digital badges. We do not do that. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, our credential, and nothing's wrong with that. Um, uh, our credentialing, you know, we kind of looked at credentialing in a very different way. So we looked at credentialing going, how can we um, allow a job, uh, an employer to see you apply those yes. skills? Yes. Right. Because you having a certificate in leadership doesn't actually mean you know how to act right. like a leader right. in all situations, right? You might just and be good at still doesn't work. give you the proficiency level of those skills. No. And you might just be very good at taking tests and memory. Yeah. Um, totally. You know, um, yeah. that's our current education system, right? Yeah. It's very much based on memory. So what Gleek does in these micro practices, it's almost like a simulation. We put you in situations and we, you get to see your quality of thought, what you're going to do in those situations. And we allow employers to look inside. You can turn it on and off. Wow. So we can actually allow people to see how you think and how you act. So the measure is both quantitative, qualitative, and a 360 feedback. And some of the signaling we do on Gleek is, you know, other than um, uh, continuing CPD accredited we are um, uh, uh, K-12 accredited for high school. We yeah. are recognized by job portals. So, for example, Monster is one that we have right now. The job portals, people who have our, um, our, our soft skills index get to the top of job search. And we are in the process right now of getting, um, going for ACE accreditation in the U.S. So the, cool. if, we can, if we can get that and get yeah. university accreditation for um, where you can kind of signal and not the traditional of, okay, here I have it for university, but you know what? Look inside how I think and how I apply it. All of a sudden, it's this completely different way to look and evaluate someone, right? So if I want to look at Kelly and go, I really want to see what Kelly's judgment and decision-making looks like in a, you know, in a management role um, in whatever industry, there can be a series of micro practices where I look and I see what Kelly does and thinks in that, that situation. 
Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. So when you, this learning content that's going to be available in the system, is that something, is that proprietary? Did you guys build that out as well? Yeah. So that's the foundation's work for the last nine years. So, you know, and like um, all the, this is what we talked about. All of these layers what, that add up to be the thing. Like this, absolutely. This work Most people. Yeah. <laughs> So most people, you know, they're surprised when they see our content because they've never seen anything like it, you know, yeah. so I can, I say very with great humility, but also super proud of us that uh, there's nobody out there who can match our content, you know, um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, people often go, but you're a tiny startup. How do you get, how have you gotten clients, you know, like Accenture and how have you gotten these clients? And I say, they just look at our content and they look at our um, you know, how our learning journeys are designed and the thoughtfulness and the, um, and they've never seen anything like that yeah. before. And I'm super proud of us for that. That's amazing. That, and, and when you originally did those learning journeys, those were, <clears throat> you guys were looking at at risk youth and adults, right? Like it was, or was it a, a particular audience? Um, so the, how the foundation was set up was, um, from the very beginning, we were a social enterprise and what we would do at the foundation is we would go into corporates, look at their skill gaps and design, um, plugs for their skill gaps. But we would only work with companies who, if we were going to spend the time and effort upskilling their people, they had to adopt schools uh, in the community and teach back what we taught them for the entire school year. Wow. Um, so what happened, Kelly, is that this robust curriculum got designed not only with us uh, corporate facing, you know, our, our corporate clients with the foundations are some of the largest entities in the world, you know, wow. uh, Nestle, uh, DP World, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, huge banks, huge oil and gas companies. Mm -hmm. So we were already working with very sophisticated corporates, but we were also kind of doing a train the trainer model where they were teaching it back into the community. So we were designing and developing robust material from the very beginning. I, this is like, it's just so, I, it's like all the pieces together. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. love to see it. And it's, it's so evident every time we've chatted, like how you truly just want people to be able to like unlock their special powers, right? So it's, I mean, it, it and it, to me, the way that you started this and where you've come to now, it's just, it, it's so love. I mean, honestly, I just can't even say enough about it. It's like so wonderful the way that you've really wanted to help people from the beginning, the way you set up that loop. I mean, that's just like the, the, yeah, the pay you know. it forward kind of concept where like, okay, like we're gonna do this, but let's like amplify it through our community. Yeah. And you know, here's the, the thing about it. Uh, 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 you're absolutely correct. You know, I allowed corporates to be able to truly have community engagement. But what I also allowed corporates to do with the foundation program is there's something called the forgetting curve. And basically what that means is that within seven days, if uh, any material you get, whether it is you read an article, video, I mean, uh, all of us read all kinds of stuff and watch sure. stuff every day. We get so inspired and we're like, oh, I'm absolutely going to do that. But the reality yeah. is, is if you don't teach it or you don't put it into practice within seven days, about 80% of it is lost. Interesting. So what, so what I was actually doing with sending corporates back into the community is that I was ensuring that those corporates were getting an ROI on what I was doing and spending the time and energy of the team teaching them. Because the reality was, even if the corporates 
were not putting it into practice because I was making their teams teach it back into the community. The material became very sticky. So I was always making sure I was impacting the individual. And, you know, talking about the reason why I do all of this, um, you know, it's a very personal one. Um, I think so many of us, uh, and I did for such a long time, we leave the best parts of ourselves at the door. Yeah. Um, in our lives and even in our corporate work. And yes. sometimes it's because we don't know those parts of the, ourselves. So I did not know. I did not know I was this person I am in my 20s. I just did not know. Yep. Yep. Um, and some of us, we are forced to, right? Some of us, we have to fit a circle into a square when we walk into the office or when we walk into our lives. Uh, a lot of times women, we have to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because we are considered somebody's wife, daughter, uh, you know, all of these roles, um, and many, and and we forget that we just are. Um, uh, so, um, the fact if I can with Gleek, um, be able to have everyone become self-aware of what makes them so special, what makes all of us so special to be humans, right? Because, uh, 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 that journey, is such a awesome journey. Um, and many of us live a robot journey, yes. not the awesomeness of the human journey. And if I can allow people to know what that is for them and then to show up and not have the fear and recognize it as a strength yes. and recognize yes. the value of yes. it and show up in life and work with that, I think all of these issues we talk about in the workplace, engagement, yes. lack of it, um, uh, our inability, you know, uh, uh, laziness. I think all of those things all of it. start dissipating yeah. because we fully start participating and showing up. In but not world. only does this, I mean, like, not only does this change how we're acting at work, but it also yeah. changes how we act in every facet of our life. So, like, I can't. When I think of what you describe now, I've gone through a similar situation. I did not know my true self. I would say this happened within the last year for me, although there were inklings of it where like, I just wasn't allowing the full me. Right. So I think everyone can appreciate that. And anyone who has tried to do this, you included Sally and you know, you said like those, those years as a lawyer, it was like dying on the inside. That's exactly how I would have described when I tried to fit into the mold that I thought I was supposed to be in. Um, and so your confidence is low. The way you are with your family is terrible. The way that you're acting at work, like, although you can put your face on for a while, you know, you can act the way you need to act for the most part, like your, your body is just rebelling. So I think everyone can appreciate this. And not only is it going to help how things are happening in the workplace, um, which I think is wonderful, but I think it also changes now how everyone acts within every other area, the way they treat their family is like that confidence, that self-awareness, that self-esteem, that that can change the world. Yeah. So I I have to say this to you, Kelly, when I first met you, you are blooming. You are absolutely blooming. And it's such a lovely thing to experience because we cannot see in others what we don't see in ourselves. We cannot recognize. Um, And I think you know, you come when you come across individuals um, uh, who are so open and who are so um, uh, embraceive and so they're blooming themselves on yes. their inside. And I felt that immediately. 
um, when I met you. So, so woohoo for you. <laughs> Thank you. And that's, I mean, we felt an immediate connection because I just, it was, it, there were so many things that just felt right, but it was like, we, you know, anyone that I feel like we can have that conversation. That's like the universe is making these things just absolutely in absolutely. the right order. That's yeah. the kind of person that is on that journey, but everyone can be on that journey. And I, and I think I would add, since we're talking about skills here, and I often talk about how these skills are developed. So some people might listen to us and if they haven't yet been able to live outside of the box that the world has determined they're supposed to live in, that yeah. what we're talking about, you might get angry about. Because I know if I listened to this 10 years ago, I would have been like, well, whatever, you know? <laughs> um, but this is learned, yeah. okay? Because I can tell you, like someone might sit here and be like, oh, well, you've been doing skills forever. Even I have been doing skills forever. Sally Ann has been doing skills forever. And this was not something we just automatically knew. So don't, yeah. don't feel disheartened in any way. This, all of what we're describing right now is 100% learned. Yeah. And, and I think what happens, and you know, one of the things I often say, you know, I'll give you the funny story. When I first came out to this region, um, uh, uh, I'm here in Dubai right now, I was invited out um, to design a program for uh, Abu Dhabi. It's an emirate, kind of like a state in the US. Yeah. And they said, can you please send uh, your degrees, right? So I'm designing an educational at a national level um, uh, program for them. You know, it's something that comes natural to me, you know, um, yeah. and I send my degree, hold on. I send yeah. my, you know, what degree did I have at the time? My highest degree, it's my law degree. So I get a phone call back and they say, but it's a law degree. Where is your educational education. degree? Like, where is your doctorate in education? And I go, I don't have one. Um, and you know, I, there was that moment of this apprehension going, Oh my goodness. Like I wouldn't, like maybe, you know, they will change their mind. And right. it was so interesting. They came back to me and they said, well, anyway, you're, you have a doctorate in law. Anyone who has a doctorate, you know, is accepted. But there is that moment in time where I do not have, you know, of all of those things you just talked about, I have zero qualification, zero. I don't know coding. I don't know anything about, as I said to you, data science, um, uh, uh, applied math to, you know, build algorithms. And these are the things. Uh, uh, and these are the things and how I will leave my mark in the world. Yeah. I have zero teaching certificate. Isn't I have that, like, yeah. I, and I actually love, I actually love that because I think more people need to understand, right? Like, and you said it perfectly, you going through and getting those degrees was you trying to live inside that box. And I was the same way. I had no yeah. choice, but to go directly into university in my life. Like that was just, it was going to be not acceptable whatsoever. You were going to be considered like long gone if you did not. Yeah go and do that. And so like, I can appreciate that, but you now are realizing that. And I wonder if you could like break that down to me when I hear what you're describing, I'm like, you know what it is though? You're, you're not letting that hold you back. Like you're just always yeah. being curious. You're like, it's fine. Okay. Because yeah. I'm here to learn and you're just being open-minded about it. And if someone really, truly, like I can imagine if that person came back to you and was like, well, you need to have a you know, PhD in some education thing, you know, you'd be like, oh, that's too bad. I'll find another thing. <laughs> exactly. And I, you know what? I would offer to help that person who they, who they, right. who they hire. Right. Right. Uh, right. So, so here is what's interesting about the time that we're in now and what you just said. Um, so most of us have often limited our next move by our degrees and our experience. 
And what's really interesting about the world that we're in right now and the time that we're in right now is we can't anymore. So whereas in with our parents, a degree had a job span of a lifetime, sometimes sure. 15 years. Now you're lucky when you go into college, when you graduate in four years, what you learn actually, if it even matters anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality, right? Well, it's just the big what you reality. described with those emerging jobs. I mean, yeah. you, you're exactly right. Everything is changing so frequently. Yeah. And these jobs, like that one job now becomes three jobs. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is where now the conversation is happening all over the world, where is the value of whether it is a two or four year degree, is that of any value anymore? And should credentialing and badging take place for skills and per semester? Yeah. So that's the conversation the world is having, which is very much based on what we've been speaking about. Now, clearly, in terms of academia, they're looking at in terms of hard skills and the soft skills is now weaving in through yeah. everything, right? Um, but if you look right now, whether it, you look at all the big organizations in the world, um, again, you know, Microsoft, IBM, you name yeah. them, oh. every major school system, everyone is looking about uh, looking at... Um, uh, semester credentialing, looking at digital badging, yep. looking at, and all of it tied to skills. Yep. Um, um, uh, you know, I, I, I think it was last week I read IBM just, um, is, they're beta testing a blockchain where all of these credentials can go on there. So jobs of the future can just be able to access what your credentials are happening. Exactly. It happens immediately. Yeah. Like you don't need to yeah. get a transcript anymore. Absolutely. And, you know, I always foresaw, you know, in terms of Gleek, you know, when people always say, where is Gleek heading? And I said, you know, one day just oh, yeah. automate and everything, jobs yeah. and projects will need to differentiate and find humans. And guess what? A badge saying uh, you have, um, you know, some type of hard skill is not going to differentiate you from a robot. It's going right. to be the human skills. And then they're going to go, okay, let me see how you apply and how good you are at those human yes. skills. And that is the data set I'm building at Gleek. Um, so, so that is, you know, I always saw that and I didn't know if it was going to be in a blockchain. I don't know, you know, right. what will be final channel but I just know how we as humans rational or irrational as we are yeah will look at something and make some kind of judgment and decision making there is no way you know I mean what is what is automation right whether it's machine learning or whether it's intelligent you know um, uh, uh, artificial intelligence at the end of the day we decide things or we do things that nobody can understand right yep. uh, and the, the ability to see that and see how we got to that um, is what's going to really kind of set us apart so so um, it's, yeah. Kelly, everything I'm speaking about, the time is now. Whereas before, you know, I would talk about it and I have to tell Oh, and you, people were sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Kelly, they would look at me and be like, what is she smoking? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I have no. been there, so I get yeah. it. <laughs> now, can I tell you, I wake up every day and it is just, it's like you're riding a wave. Yeah. And something that you have seen and you have been working on, and now you can have conversations about it, and uh, you're invited at the table. I have to right. pinch myself, Kelly, sometimes. It is, right? Table, but I'm sitting going, I wonder, are they sure? Right, they like, like <laughs> a few months ago, you guys were the ones that were like, whoa, that's, that's a little... Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. No, it's so true. So now, like with Gleek, because I feel like now, if I was listening to this, I'd be like, um, yeah, so I need to do that. <laughs> yeah. How, yeah, so, can people actually access 
your system? Absolutely. Or? Okay. So how do they Absolutely. access it? So, um, uh, you know, Gleek, you can certainly, Gleek right now is in um, uh, B2B, and also you can access it in a beta version of B2C. You can go to the Google Play and the App Store, okay. um, and you can download it and have a, cool. uh, uh, that version of it, or okay. you can certainly contact us, go to our website at gleek.com, and we work with some of the biggest companies in the world, um, you know, happy to say that, um, doing yeah. really interesting uh, uh, work right now. Really interesting yeah. work. Yeah. Everything that I've seen. So I highly suggest checking it out. If, if not for yourself, like for your organization, because everything that I've seen so far, this is like, cut, it, and it truly is cutting edge. Like that's the, this is the future. I 100% agree in terms of skill, the skills and jobs and how things are changing. So definitely check it out, not only for yourself, but for your organization. Cause I really think that this is going to be the thing that changes. So as yeah, we wrap I, it up, yeah, yes. no, I mean, I think they should. So as we wrap this up, Sally Ann, um, is there any parting words that you'd like to offer to the audience? Um, I know that that seems like a really big ask, but I feel like I can yeah. say that to you because you always have these like nuggets that are just so, <laughs> so transforming. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, uh, you know, what I can say to, you know, everyone, um, is, we're just passing through all of us um, and we forget that. And um, this journey is as big and wide and tall as you can imagine. So whatever you have going on right now, imagine bigger and imagine taller and imagine wider. And when you talk about the universe conspiring, I can tell you that when you step up, and very often it's one foot with courage and one foot yeah. with tremendous fear. When you step so up, the world steps up to bat with you. Um, and I wish that for every single one of you watching. Yep. I love that, Sally Ann. Thank you so much for those parting thoughts. So you guys, uh, we already mentioned that you can find more information about Gleek um, at gleek.com, which is G-L-E-A-C. Um, if you'd like to follow Sally Ann, she is available on LinkedIn at Sally Ann De La Casa and on Twitter at Sally Ann GLF. And then, you know, thank you all for listening in to this episode of Let's Talk About Skills, Baby. You can find me um, on, I think I'm going to point to the right direction here, <laughs> on these social platforms at Kelly Ryan Bailey. Uh, the podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, and the video version on YouTube. So however it is that we just talked about learning in all different ways, and that's why I have platforms that have listening or viewing, because everyone likes to do this a different way. <laughs> so you have that there, but I would really appreciate some feedback, um, subscriptions, and ratings from you all. Thank you again, and I hope you have a wonderful day.